Newt Gunray's influence extends farther than we ever imagined. Well, I don't have the sound bite. There we go. God damn it. Oh boy, don't get me on fail army, everybody. This is Watto's Vados, the only Star Wars podcast hosted internationally, coast to coast, by three handsome Latinos. I'm your main host, Franklin, and I'm joined by, well, he's a pretty cool dude, but he's not my uncle, and he's not the coolest uncle, but he's pretty cool. His name is Harpo. Harpo, what's good? Hello there. I am doing great, gentlemen. Nice, nice. And uh, we're also joined by... By, uh, he's, he's, he's such a Riz king. He, him and his drip. This guy is only concerned about Riz and drip, and his name is Bert. Hello! Are you doing a Seinfeld all... belly button yeah. thing? <laughs> 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 it was a good bit, man. I don't know why his girlfriend got offended by that. <laughs> I side with her. Oh, why? Because it's insulting. It's uh, you got some pooch, and your pooch is talking. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't like it. Stop <laughs> laughing. That's funny. I'm Shut up, of Jerry. That shit. Shut, yeah, right. <laughs> well, anyways, this is Watto's Bottos. We're here to talk about it all, from Star Wars to non-Star Wars. Yeah, a Star Wars t- uh, podcast that gets a little bit off topic. How about that? It's actually on topic, but nonetheless, here uh, we just had the uh, the season finale to Ahsoka. You know, uh, a lot of buzz around that. A lot of YouTube Easter egg videos, guys. Have you did you spot the 144 Easter eggs, or did you need an Eric Voss? From new rock stars to help point it out to you. Oh, I'm more of a screen crush guy, and uh, his, his stuff is good. New rock stars is fine enough too. They're, they're like they're not like, yeah, they're not in like to the so much into the whole like fucking out there theory shit. Like hoping that happens, but it's mm-hmm. pretty straight line. Oh, I didn't say it was bad necessarily, but just the the whole notion. I think screen crush gets a little bit more clickbaity. And like negative than uh, than other like intentionally negative because that's what the YouTube algorithm rewards. Um, Harpo, do you watch any of the YouTubes? Uh, you know, when it comes to Star Wars, I tend to stay away from the YouTubes for it because, like you said, the algorithm is just an absolute shit machine that just cranks out the absolute dumbest dribble. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I like my uh, YouTube time to be, you know, spent positively watching young rich people who own cool fish and reptiles that I'll never be able to own, <laughs> or Ukrainian I'm... hillbillies who rebuild wrecked cars. I'm you mean you, you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go. You go back. You mean you're not into finding out if Brie Larson and Kathleen Kennedy are trying to sabotage Star Wars every week? Yeah, no, I'm not interested in Dave Filoni owned by Logic. <laughs> God, yeah, I I think uh, you you can filter that out for the most part. It, it takes a goddamn while, let me tell you. It, and even then, you will still you will still get a lot of the weirdly overtly negative negative for the sake of clicks. I should say because I don't want to like 
make it seem you can't be negative. The negative for the sake of clicks kind of Star Wars content on YouTube that uh, that anybody can just have like a dope intro and then they're just live from, you know, my parents' basement, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, you guys. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, so anyway. box office is a joke. It really right. is. It really is. So we're off now the series finale, the season finale of Ahsoka. Because I guess you're right, Harpo. Seems like there's rumors of a season two now. Kind of has to be. A lot of chatter out there, Frankie. <laughs> it's kind of a fucking necessity, which I didn't want there to be, as we discussed last week. I didn't want another fucking season. Just oh, just you, you want this to be enclosed like the Obi Wan uh, miniseries, I guess. Boobies. Uh. Well, with yeah. a season two, we might get some. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay, fair point. Fair point. There is the opportunity for that, you know. But I just thought, let's get into the fucking movie already. We're going to get another season. Uh, I guess I'll start off, right? I'm I'm going. I might as well keep going here. You know, you guys are, te- are briefly here. Temporarily. That's right. So, Connie. Hey, Connie. Let me get a little granular here. Um, I didn't like it. I did not like the finale, you know. And I love the last episode. That was possibly my favorite. Uh, you know, now I'll have to see and rewatch the whole series and see what the favorite was. But the introduction to the whole series in general was very optimistic. I thought I loved the introduction, kind of shades of Phantom Menace, and you know, seeing a bit of the New Republic. Kind of seeing things you wanted to see, and you know, Lethal looked great. There was a lot of optimism and intrigue. My problem is that it's been seemingly stretched out. And by comparison, you look at something like Attack of the Clones, right? Attack of the Clones, they were on five planets. There was, you know, just a lot of mystery and intrigue, but eventually that got solved. That got solved. There were still battles. There was, it was, you know, don't sleep on Attack of the Clones. People claim it's the worst or whatever. Like, it's dope, but it gets to the fucking point. There's, you know, a love There's a love story. There's a detective type thing. You know, they progress. And in this, thing, this series in general, it feels like everything is stretched out. And I, I'll leave it at this. It's a lot of, you know, working within the confines of the... Uh, What's what's the fucking thing they filmed? The volume, right? They're filming a lot in the volume, and some of the set designs then seem small. Then being so, we start off. Uh, I'm just gonna skip around here. Uh, them being cornered by the zombie stormtroopers, which I liked enough. You know, when they were resurrected by the Night Sisters, um, but again, they're crowded in a stairway. You know, Star Wars is about open spaces. You know, Coruscant, open space. Uh, again, going back to Attack of the Clones, even Camino, like that's something you could maybe do in the volume up until the Django Fett fight scene that you might be a little bit difficult to recreate in such a in such a thing. I don't know. I don't know what the volume's capable of, but in general, this series uh, felt a little enclosed in. Um, I know some of the faults come with Ray Stevenson no longer uh, being with us. And, you know, let's just really, you know, he did a great fucking job, really the most intriguing character. 
us having no answers on something he talked about the whole time and then kind of having an answer at the end, but not really having an answer. Uh, we know Ahsoka's left behind. Uh, Ezra's back. I mean, this seemingly felt like it could have been done. All this of where they are, this could have been done in like five minutes, I felt like. That's that's what I'm getting at. And uh, we're left with more mystery, and we don't have a season two announced, so it's kind of like, you know, this is what we're doing? All right. This is what we're doing, uh, having another season of this. I don't know. That's that's where I stand. Uh, I, I can't tell you. I should have watched it a second time, but I was just I was just kind of annoyed the first time watching it that I'm just like, I didn't feel like I got enough of a resolution to feel happy with it. Hmm. Well, I did watch it a second time and uh, actually woke up at 3 a.m. and watched it a second time. To- and then went back to sleep just because <laughs> I wanted to make sure that my feelings were accurate. Mm-hmm. So in order to adequately convey my thoughts, I'm going to do a little bit of an analogy here, gentlemen, and please just bear with me. I'll, it'll get to the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite bands is the band Weezer. I have a lot of very warm memories of Weezer dating all the way back to <clears throat> the mid nineties when your boy was in high school. And uh, it was one of the first bands that my wife and I bonded over when we were dating. I've seen them live quite a bit. Uh, My kids enjoy Weezer. So I have this very fond love for the band Weezer. And let's just say for the sake of argument that 10 years ago, they put out a press release saying that they're breaking up and that, you know, they've explored all their their possible roads together, their story is done. They're just not going to do it anymore. And let's say 10 years go by and all of a sudden you get this announcement that the band is getting back together. They're doing a reunion tour. They're going on the road and they're coming to your town. So, you know, first thing I would do is run out and gather up the homies and get tickets. And we go to the show and Right out of the gate, first song, absolute banger. Sounds exactly like the album. Uh, Second song, another banger. And it just keeps going down the set list. And it's just two hours straight of them just absolutely playing their asses off. You're getting to, you know, dip your feet back into that old familiar feeling that you got so many years ago. And it's just a beautiful, wonderful thing. They leave the stage and come back out for their encore and they get to that final song of the encore come out they're gonna play say it ain't so and the first note out of river rivers cuomo's guitar is a little bit off key a little bit you know something's not quite tuned right you go okay well you know what we're gonna work through this and then he goes starts singing and he's a little off note and you go well you know, it's one song. It'll be fine. And then he starts walking around the stage and his pants fall down. And you go, oh, my God. Well, this is not great. Uh, certainly, it can't get any worse than this. And then he falls face first on the stage. And you go, oh, Jesus Christ. This is a, this has to end now. This possibly cannot be any worse. And then as he plays his final note, a volcano of liquid shit sprays out of his ass cheeks on right there on the stage in front of everyone. 
Is that going to be enough to ruin the entire show for you? No, probably not. <laughs> but then, will that ruin the entire show? Probably not. But it will be the thing that you think of the most when you think of the last time you went and saw Weezer live. And folks, that is what I feel about this episode of Ahsoka. Uh, it was a shit show. Like, as Franklin so eloquently pointed out, uh, literally nothing has been answered. Uh, they somehow managed to take a series and turn it into a vehicle to make me hate Sabine Wren. Uh, so we end up with the final score of Ezra is home somehow. We, you know, he stole a shuttle, presumably. I mean, they didn't tell us that, but and they didn't even really show it. But you know, okay, fine, I could, I could live with that. So you got Sabine and Ahsoka are stranded. Uh, Shin is now the leader of the Scavengers. Uh, Balin Skull is question mark. Oh, and now, uh, by the way, Space Hitler is back in the known galaxy and prepared to kill a bunch of people. All because Sabine insisted on stealing a map. And what's her punishment? Uh, Ahsoka tells her that she did a good job. Oh, and then there's Force Ghost Anakin smiling in approval. They made Thrawn look like a complete idiot. Uh, He says the dumbest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. Where Morgan tells him, hey, uh, we're ready to leave. And he says, oh, the Jedi are advancing too quickly, so we need to wait. What? Like, what universe does that make sense? No, if somebody's advancing on you, you leave. So, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know what to make of this episode. Uh, The season as a whole, I thought, was great. As I've said Repeatedly, this was a show that was made specifically for people like me, and I'm not going to let a finale derail that, but good God, man, like, I don't know, man, it's it's one of those things where it was like, I was really impressed with Filoni, you know, you know getting his knee deep in the, uh, in the, uh, going from cinema, or, uh, animation to live action i was thinking okay we're doing good everything's good and then this happens and now i'm just kind of like oh everybody that hated on this show kind of got justified i think in the end oh well i mean um yeah god damn i i wasn't expecting that from you i'm gonna be perfectly honest you're typically you know i think all three of us would be you know on the more positive than most sides and more, more patient. And also since more well-watched a lot of than others. And in some cases like Harpo uh, and bird a bit more than me, uh, well-read. Um, and yeah, like there's just, uh, I, I think part of it comes down a little bit to, you know, having a, a, a want of like, you know, well, I, I need, I need some kind of resolution but this this isn't like Empire Strikes Back kind of like you know, like okay, well that that's you know where we're at here. They kind of tried to with Anakin at the end there, and like okay, silver linings type thing. Uh, and I I don't want to say maybe if Ray Stevenson was alive, it's that I would feel because I mean that's also like in the back of my mind of like 
you know, we're not going to get to see him portray this character and he did such a great job. And it's so like, you know, I mean, it's, it's a bummer he died for reasons more important than fucking Star Wars. Let's make right, that clear. Right, please. right. I don't think anybody's saying otherwise, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to be clipped, you know? It's, uh, it's like, uh, um, and yeah, I think also just, I think Shin got a raw deal just like leading some fucking jobbers. Uh, I know there's some distrust with the witches, but I, I'll stop right now. Uh, but um, you can uh, go ahead. Uh, I promise. I, I was going to put drops. Uh, when uh, Harper was talking about Weezer, I really, really wanted to keep going with this one about uh, about Homeboy. But... What? <laughs> My uh, <yeah>. God. <laughs> All right. So, Bert, I mean, Bert, you're closing this off because I knew at least your general I, your, your general perception. And I want this to be more more positive than anything else. So uh, the floor is yours. Well, I got to strap on this sack of negativity to my back and carry us through it, I guess. <laughs> but no, man, like, I I like the finale. I loved it. It's I will say this might be of the series my second favorite episode. My favorite still has to be episode five, Shadow Warrior with Anakin and Ahsoka having their little powwow. That was fucking top tier shit for me. Uh we got a lot of things in this that there's a lot of fan service in this. Obviously, you got to see Ezra honor Kanan by building essentially a replica of his own lightsaber. Because I was worried. I'm like, man, I hope they don't make Ezra one of these like mystical Jedi monk type figures that no lightsaber fights with the force. I'm like, nope, he has a lightsaber. Third time's a charm for him. Got that. We finally got. The Night Trooper debut, not that we're all just like pulling it out of our ass, like, oh, there's zombies out to get go. Oh no, they volunteered and sacrificed themselves for this shit. Uh, we finally got Morgan transferred to full Night Sister spooky status. That was fucking dope. Uh, what else did we get? Oh, yeah, we got Fraun to be made a fool of and obviously show disdain when the Jedi were advancing as. Harpo did not like, but you know, what else? Oh, we got to see, I got a little emotional, you know, the reunion between Hera and Ezra, and there was people I'm on like, I'm, eh. thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> there were people complaining online about, why didn't Ezra hug Hera or anything? And I'm like, well, this is a military setting. She's a general. He's a Jedi. Show no attachment. I think the teary eye, faraway glance was enough for them. There's a lot of shock uh, too. That that I will defend. Sorry to interrupt. But I, that there's a lot no, of yeah. shock. Like that doesn't have to be this big emotional embrace. I thought that was one of the very very best parts of the of the of the episode. Like that was the crescendo. I thought that hit. You know, albeit annoyed of, of everything of a lot of other things. That hit. Sorry. Yeah, no, the, it was dope. Uh, Ezra dressing as a night trooper to escape was like his rebel's signature of dressing as like an imperial to get out of situation. So there's a lot of fan service in this. We got to see what Balin was looking for. It was statues of the Mortis gods, whether we see them in, if this launches into a season two or the Filoni movie, like, that remains to be seen, whether we get to see live-action depictions of the Mortis gods, if they actually did die, or if they're able to resurrect themselves, or if it's a portal for the world between worlds, 
that's you know those are all questions for another day we'll get the answers hopefully i'm hoping we also get the confirmation at the end with anakin's force ghost that quite possibly uh soka's encounter with him was not in her mind but actually communicating with anakin because that is anakin as a force ghost through the force yeah 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 and that that's that was nice i'm not i'm not trying to be short uh that that was nice uh all right i think what you're bringing up is fair i mean i'm not gonna like say you can't enjoy it like there's definitely there's definitely some it, it hit a lot of the notes right and i think ezra or you know the actor that's portraying him has done a great job because as like full-on like eh, fuck ezra kind of guy like he's done a great job of me like liking him from the absolute start right so he's not as we... annoying as his animated counterpart for sure Sure, just growing up and, you know, having elements of it, but not full-blown. Uh, and seeing the sword of Talson and, like, all that. It, it's kind of a big ask for people who haven't seen Clone Wars, though. Is that, like... I mean, that's... That, that was, like, a lot of uh, critique, and, like, I was always wondering, like, I'm enjoying this, but Same. has someone who has not watched any of the animated shit enjoying it? Mm. My answer is... I don't care. <laughs> and that's yeah, fair. I, I, I don't care because if you don't know, it's out there. Go watch it. Like, mm-hmm. do your legwork. <laughs> that that's fair. Uh, uh, essentially, Balin just saw some fucking statues, though. But I, I, yeah. Up to right now, is, you know, like, okay, dude, you see a fucking statue, dude. We got we got we got plenty of those in the states. Probably some of people that shouldn't have statues, but that's besides the fucking point. I, uh, I do have a theory about that because the way they showed it was, you know, you got the father, the son, but the daughter's head is severed. Mm. I'm thinking they might have done that on purpose because if we do see a live action depiction of the Mortis gods, they might have not cast the female, the the daughter yet. Right. Okay. Or Yeah. I mean, live action. I mean, that's. Mortis, I mean, I, I want to table that because that's uh, that's a big one to have to portray that idea out to everybody. Yeah, like, if, the, if the world between worlds blew the normies' minds, I don't even want to think of what the Mortis gods are going to do to them. It, it tested the patience of diehard fans, really. Like, I don't know what the reaction was when it came out, but even... People who binged Clone Wars on Netflix after the fact, like, you know, that shit's fucking weird. Like, okay, like, I kind of, I mean, I don't want to say that's of territory of strictly George Lucas is allowed to fill in those gaps. Um, Filoni would do a fine job, but yeah, I I, I feel that's sacred territory, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I got a gap George Lucas can fill. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. This is a, this is a family, this is a family show here. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Mm. <laughs> so I'm with what what with what you're saying, Bert. I'm with what you're saying. You know, but goddamn, dude, Shin just got done dirty, and we don't know. Like, this is a shitty consolation. You know. Yeah, she's uh, fucking shacking up with some space bikers, essentially. <laughs> Right. These are jobbers that she's with. These are fucking jobbers. She has to turn, obviously. Like, it's kind of a must at this point, you know? You wouldn't say? 
Uh, yeah, no, like there's that con- there's that conflict to her that's like, man, I just got my master just abandoned me for some weirdo fucking uh, spiritual quest he's on, and uh, the dudes that gave us a ride are trying to duck out of here early and not even asking if I want to go with them. So like, and she that's weird. She like, care for the witches either. Yeah, and like, oh, that was the other thing. Do you think that they're trying to pull a double switch or like something against Fron? Because there was a lot of uh, mm-hmm. Dathmir, like four Dathmir references in that shit. Right. So for the Empire, and then they were just kind of saying, "No, it's for Dathmir." But uh, and, and he, no, he nukes yeah. their uh, their temple for you know no real reason, just to try to is you know it's like okay, it was to slow down the Jedi, but it's like oh shit, like just obliterate them all of them. Yeah. So they waited longer. I, you know, Harpo to argue uh, Thrawn's stupidity there. You could say he wanted confirmation of their death, so he, then he could feel free to go. That, he'd already said that he either wanted them dead or stranded. So, well, uh, but you know what? He changed his mind a bit upon finding out later who Ahsoka's master was. He maybe did not want stones left unturned. That would be the change. The reason for it, again, I didn't like this fucking episode, believe me, but if we're going to justify the rationale here, is he said that at first before finding out more about Ahsoka. And then after the, I mean, again, look, I, I, I'm with, I'm with you, but, you know, I think it was, maybe we shouldn't leave but no stone left unturned here and make sure they're dead before we go and they're on board or, you know. I did like the uh, Ring of Scion basically doing like a Hyperspeed burnout right in their face when they left. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> just rolled coal like right on their asses. I can just picture like Thrawn, like Ahsoka Tano, tell me how does my asshole taste and just fucking take off. <laughs> do you like apples? Well, tell me, how do you like these apples? <laughs> this is where the fun begins. Great. So Overall, I mean the ser- the series as a whole. I mean, fuck. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you, Harpo. It's like, uh, there are some enjoyable things, but I'm I'm not I'm not pleased. Uh, I want to get this movie underway just because my main thing is Star Wars belongs in the fucking movies. It belongs on the big screen. It's cinema. You can't do it on the yeah. You can't do it on a budget. You could do some parts of it in the volume, and that'll be dope. And it's definitely worked before in some ways, but can't do the whole fucking thing. And yeah, I I just get the fucking I want to get the movie going. But we have now a second season possibly, and I mean, you know, there's people wondering: Are is there going to be a fucking movie still once this is done? Is there going to be enough interest to do a movie? I think there will be. I think there's enough with Mando in general. You know, even though people are upset about season three, I think it's kind of overstated. Like, yeah. whatever. It's kind of overstated, personally. I kind of wanted this show to be the one that brought balance to the fan base. You know, mm. it was like, kind of reach across the aisle and unite, you know, us hardcore sickos with the casuals. And I felt like it was really doing that. And then, like, everybody I know that didn't watch uh, Clone Wars or Rebels they were like, man, that finale was just weird. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's like, yeah, no, I get it. So for them, uh, Ezra, re- sorry, uh, sorry, go, you go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the show happened. Uh, like I said, it was like, 
90, like somebody th- like throwing a no hitter through eight innings and then they come out in the ninth and they just give up like a walk off grand slam. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it, it was like that. Yeah, as far as sports ball analogy, it, you know, it's just sports fucking guys. <laughs> you lost me. No, Sorry, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, I, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I like the season as a whole, but that last episode just kind of just drifting aimlessly is kind of going to be like, that's going to be one of the, you know, the first things I think of when I think of the season. I live for this shit. I do. You do. You do. All right. So nonetheless, no, I'm afraid I just blew myself. That was what Thrawn did. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that, by the way, they now, the New Republic now has a war criminal to deal with. So there's also <laughs> that. Sabine it's Sabine's character. She's responsible a lot for like the most deadly advice, the uh, device against the Mandalorians that she created. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah. That could destroy uh, Beskar. Them while they're in their armor. Yeah. God. And now she's responsible for Thrawn. So just a lot of atrocities here, you know, uh, for the Rebels crew. Chopper's not the only war criminal here. This is. Uh, <laughs> This season had a distinct lack of chopper. Like I feel like yes, they could have made easily made him like the BB-8 for you know this current generation of kids, <laughs> but no. I think it's tough because their stories went on just two different ways. Uh, you know, Peridia and still with the the New Republic, but yeah, uh, definitely missed out on a lot of chopper. Um, God. Yeah, I, I think the politics this season was good. They did a good job with the politics and they're showing the incompetence of the New Republic. But overall, I did it. I think Peridia, the planet, wasn't weird enough. Um, I do appreciate the Night Sisters. That overall, talking the season as a in general, that was a good addition. That explains, you know, how Thrawn would be able to return well enough. But yeah. Not satisfied out on a whole. So one thing I did like is how us, you know, us real heads didn't bat an eye at resurrected stormtroopers because we all knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the normies are like pulling their hair out, going, "Zombies don't belong in Star Wars." Well, bitch, guess what? They've been there for a long time. You just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And and like they're like griping about that magic doesn't belong in Star Wars, like. Jedi's are wizards, dude. Like the fuck, it's, man. It's literally been there since day one. We saw a little green man lift a full ass X-wing out of the swamp, fucking 1980, bro. We've seen multiple old white guys shoot lightning out of their hands. That, yeah, I think uh, the reanimation is of the stormtroopers is not that big of a thing, you know. It's kind of a moot point, you know. I don't know. All right, so uh, moving on, I mean, we kind of covered the series. I don't think, you know, um, I don't, I guess what's next is either Andor, Skeleton Crew, or uh, the Acolyte, which might might be promising. You know, these are things to look forward to. Did they know? scrap Rangers of the New Republic? Oh, yeah, Gina. Gina did that. Yeah, Gina <laughs> scrapped that shit. They also scrapped the... Uh... What was it? The Rogue Squadron movie? Or yeah, Rogue Squadron. No, Red she's Squadron. not out on. She's not on a rollerblades no more. 
Roller skates. <laughs> uh, oh, there's no. Uh, if you're waiting for that Benioff and Weiss movie uh, trilogy or whatever, <laughs> and Brian's trilogy, it's all coming, dude. Don't don't worry. Soon, it's all, all coming, right. man. Yeah. Taika's trilogy. Oh, mm, they're it's all gonna happening. be great. They're it's all like, happening. They're all happening. There's like nine <laughs> trilogies for you to look for. Just wait. Know? Just wait. Uh, fucking Tyga's like, just like, don't worry. <laughs> what what was the promo material for Free Guy? Or they were just like, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have it for me. Like, there's like a direct quote from the director of Free Guy. Like, he is a freaking genius. And like showing clips of Tyga and Free Guy being like, hey, Steven Sequal. Okay. No, no, I remember. I remember this is the behind the scenes featurette. The behind? Yes, I remember that. (laughs) Like, this guy's brilliant. It's like he had like a one minute cameo or some shit. (laughs) He's just there, like, you know, kind of like doing his little little improv there. And it's like, oh, we weren't expecting this guy to do this. Just like, hey. Uh, I'll I'll watch anything Taika does because it's Franklin and I kind of have similar wrestling tastes where. We prefer the people who have the potential to either do a move that's going to be something you've never seen before or to fail horribly at doing that same move. So I feel like Tyke is kind of like that, where it's like his films are going to either be amazing or it's going to be an absolute shit show. I, yeah, I think, yeah, there's there's some wrestlers who fall on that. Uh, I, I, I kind of want to start putting Angelico in there. Is he? I don't know if he's worthy enough for that yeah but uh he's I mean, still, there for sure he's kind of he's kind of on the jobber status though brother zay is a, is a guy that yes he was like one of know. the he's on our route our him and uh mark quinn are on our mount rushmore of this kind of wrestler yeah yeah i mean like it's a bit like i don't want to say sabu is kind of a prototype of it it's kind of a shade off because sabu is in and of himself like just a, a force of nature yeah so he these would have been entertaining yeah. without it but like these yes. people would not Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's like there's there's potential for is Nia Jax, but like she's more injury type though. Yeah, no, but Shotzi Blackheart is for sure. Shotzi will do like a like a dot like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh, All we right. gotta give our flowers to the Sandman. He was like that too. Sandman definitely fell under that realm where it wasn't uh you know, it wasn't it wasn't pretty wrestling, but there's like he was either gonna fuck up real bad or do something that was pretty sweet, yeah. and it might still look like shit. <laughs> it's kind of that same, yeah. It's a it's a difficult mold. It's a difficult mold. There's definitely some like jobbers on uh, like or on AW Dark RIP that uh that fall under that. Maybe they're in Ring of Honor now. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on here, uh, Harpo. You were recently on the on the road, weren't you? That's right. On uh, Wednesday, a uh, friend of the show, uh, you Howard. Uh, That's too yeah. obvious. Call <laughs> Uncle, something else. Our, our our dear friend Uncle Howard. Uh, we made the uh, hour and change drive down I five to the wonderful humble city of Stockton, California, to watch some AEW. 
and uh we were treated to a pretty damn good show i must say we uh had us some good seats cut off leaving his ears ring <laughs> we uh we had some good floor seats i think we were probably like six or seven rows back uh like we were right by the crane camera that kind of like pans the crowd and unfortunately we didn't make it on tv but uh it was a bit of an adventure. It was we parked about a half mile away because uh, Uncle Howard he's a shrewd guy when it comes to the money. You know, he knows money. It takes money to make money, so he saves money by not paying for parking, which uh, I respect. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I like hearing this. So we parked about a half mile away. It was no big deal. It was actually. Oh, well, sorry, we were... sorry, 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 Harpo. What would the equivalent of that be for 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 me and Bert? The like Bert, like what would be the equivalent of that if we're seeing the show? Might like park it like half mile away? What the fuck? What? Yeah, that's that's like um when if you go to like Marlins Park in like the middle of like outskirts of downtown Miami, you would park instead of in the garage off to the lower blocks in front of someone's house for like half price. Yeah, some old Cuban <laughs> might piss on your fucking uh. On the fucking door of your car, though. So good luck with uh, that. That's a uh, all right. Well, but sorry, Arpa. <laughs> yeah, we got lucky because uh, we parked. There's like literally a park that's like half a mile from there, and we just kind of it's like a kind of like a square that's surrounded by parking all the way around it. And Howard's like, "Oh, we'll just park here." Well, we didn't read the sign, and we got really lucky because according to the sign, any cars left there an hour past dusk will be towed. And we got out of that show, and it was dark as hell and i don't know when the sun went down but i digress wow this that's that's a fucking classic move by him oh my god <laughs> well someone like, didn't stay for the roh tapings obviously oh we'll get to that so <laughs> as, we're walk, okay. as we're walking Sorry. to the arena like we're keep in mind we're still like stockton is a very unique place i'll think i'll just say that it's uh Back when the housing bubble popped, it was the number one most adversely affected city as far as uh, tumbling house prices went. And it took a lot of people down with it. Like it, Stockton's been through some rough times, but they have themselves a very nice 12,000 seat arena. And uh, right next to it is the minor league baseball stadium for the A's single A team. You know, they're both on chili lots of chili dogs and uh let's just you know they've they've made the best of it and you know, their their stadium or their arena there that they host the uh, the king's g league affiliate the stockton kings and they also have a minor league hockey team so stockton you know they they've got their charm they also have a dark underbelly and as we were at the crosswalk getting ready to you know go get ourselves some some cold brewskis and watch some man slam and there's this guy in the turn lane that was like yelling at himself and he turns on his right turn signal we're like what the fuck is this guy doing he's trying to get trying to cut across three lanes against a red light mind you he gets about halfway out in the intersection and then just changes his mind and yells fuck and like does a u-turn against a red light all of this and then almost comes up on the curb and just drives right by us and is like staring us down the whole time. I was like, 
What in the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. That's fucking scary. So Uncle Howard goes, Meth or Stockton, you make the call. <laughs> god so, so we got off to a roaring start. We get into the arena. We go find our seats, and then we decide, hey, we need to go uh, pound a cold one because we're going to be here a while. So we go out to the concourse, and we find a, a little booth that sells Trulies. And so we both got a, a I won't say ice cold because they had just been put into the ice. So a moderately cold, double-sized Truly. What a sick joke! Yeah, I know. If we were to come back like five minutes later, they would have been perfect. But we hey, just had... slick pop a beer and everything seems twice as good. <laughs> so we pounded that and uh, went back in, and we uh, were treated to a pretty damn good show. Uh, probably the most jobberific tag ma- or a uh, uh, dark match I've ever seen in my life it was uh, the Dark Order. Versus the absolutely not thrown together, totally meant to do this trios team of Brandon Cutler, Matt Seidel, and Colt Cabana. A match made in heaven. <laughs> and they were all wearing gear that was color matched to Brandon Cutler's jumpsuit. Okay, so there was some planning there. Of yeah. sorts. Wait, wasn't Brandon Cutler part of the Righteous for a little bit? No. Oh my God, Bert. No, Stu Grayson was. Sorry. Yes, you're right. You're right. They're both bald, man. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Bald and bearded. Yeah, that's that's a fucking lot, you know. That's that's fair fair enough. So that that was the opener, and uh, Tony Khan came out like three times and addressed the crowd. It was pretty cool. And uh, stop the baloney, huh? Uh, and uh, their uh, Uncle Howard and I uh, were rocking the neck strong neck bands or neck braces, and I think there was only one other person in the arena that was also wearing a neck brace. So, as always, we were trendsetters. And uh, when the Roddy segment aired, everyone in our section was like, "Oh shit, those guys are wearing neck braces." <laughs> And as soon as that segment was over, we took that shit off because it was fucking hot. Yeah, well done. So, yeah, that was great. Uh, Tony Storm, the uh, timeless Tony Storm. That was a very athletic match. Yeah, I I, I bet. It was a very, uh, uh, it was a chess game, you know, a physical chess game between two geniuses. And mm-hmm. uh, whose minds we uh, greatly appreciated. Mm. And mm. Uh, so we also had sitting behind us a row of the worst possible crowd comedians. Like, oh, no. nothing they said was funny. And they said it directly into our ears. <laughs> Can you give us a sample? Is there anything that comes to mind of just like, hey, hey, John Silver. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy, you're too short. Uh, like what shit did they yeah. say? It was like, hey, Johnny Hungy, your arms are not proportionate to the rest of your body. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, no shit. It's like everybody knows this. You could look at the man and tell that. Like, Fuck you know, just friend. but we also, as with the force, as there's a dark side, but there was also a light side because there was a delightful 
teenage boy that was sitting like two rows ahead of us who was handicapped who was having the time of his life and was turn he would turn around and high five us he was like totally into the show and at one point he just yells out the arena's dead quiet he just yells kick him in the butt and like everybody just died laughing Hell yeah. he like sang, Hell yeah. he was singing along to judas with us uh, he was singing Edge's theme song with us. It was that dude was the MVP of the show. And afterwards, like we were just we could not stop talking about that kid. We we're like, nobody in that building had more fun than him. Like he was having the time of his life. That's so, awesome because that's who who should be like like teenagers, kids, like they should be enjoying this bullshit the most. Exactly. Yeah, and, and he got not to go neckbeards, you know. They took like every time like a wrestler would come down, like they they would take him like I think it was his dad or whoever's he was there with would take him up to the rail and he'd get pictures with all the wrestlers. I was like, all right, that kid is going to remember tonight for the rest of his life. And uh, yeah, so you know we didn't get the righteous, you know, unfortunately. And uh, Rampage was fine, but man. Dude, spoke too soon, man. Dig what I'm saying? No, I'm done. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And uh, when uh, Christian comes out and him and Adam embrace and Uncle Howard and I just look at each other, we're like, well, what's he going to (laughs) do? And he just says very calmly into the mic, go fuck yourself. We're like, oh, he did it. Uh, it was a it was a great night. Uh, it's a great wrestling. Uh, I was glad to see a local uh, indie guy Levi Shapiro get the absolute shit beat out of him by uh, Claudio, Claudio and yeah. Yuda. Yeah, that was great. I love Levi. He's like the little dirtbag local indie that we go to. He's like one of their main main pieces. He's always at every show. Uh, local legend Vinny Massaro of uh, the Snoring Elbow. He was uh, seated ringside with uh, Roy Lucifer. All Super right. fan Roy Lucifer. Uh, there right, was, right. He uh, some people, yeah. There was some members of Tool were in attendance because uh, just a little further up the road in uh, Sacramento was the Aftershock music uh, tour was in town. And so they were there catching the show, and I guess one of them does somebody's theme song. I can't remember who it was that mentioned it. And some wrestler, somebody from Tool, does somebody's theme song in it. It's like, yeah, it's like I can't remember. Damn it, who was it? This is gonna bother me now. Fuck, I I, I can only. Is it like uh, the butcher? I feel like he would do his own music. No, I think it was like it might have been like. Oh, Justin Roberts came out and was telling us this during a commercial break. Okay. Uh, Damn, I thought Mikey Ruckus had the the fucking uh, claim on everybody's team, just about. Yeah, no. So, yeah, he was telling us that. We're like, oh, okay. And then uh, Uncle Howard and I were like, wait, who is this? And we, like, looked him up online, and we're like, huh, I don't recognize that name he just said. According to Wikipedia, these are the only members of Tool. (laughs) So who knows? (laughs) So somebody's doing that. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see what else happened. Oh yeah, we, I sent you fellows a video of us singing Judas. Do appreciate that. Thank you. That was and, hysterical uh, to wake up to. It was so much fun, man. It was like 
uh, uh, Uncle Howard was like, so I tried to learn the lyrics to Judas, but I think all I got is the, uh, is the, uh, the chorus. I was like, it's fine, I'll carry us. I got this. That's so, what it looked like in the video. Yeah, because he was like, do, 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 until he got to the chorus. I was like, dude, you just let loose. It was awesome. That's good. Yeah, so, if you just close caption that, it'll just say unintelligible. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and so then on we the had a friend, team, sorry, we oh, had a friend fall asleep during Judas. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's like my little brother when he was in preschool is when they re-released the original trilogy with the special edition. And I took him on a school night to go see uh, to go see uh, the episode six. Or no, no. Yeah, episode four. And he fell asleep right as the Death Star was blown up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it might like you know, just people who could fall asleep in any place like that I'm always envious of. Oh so, so envious. So you know, rampage is rampage. It's neat, you know, it's just kind of there. But the main event was awesome. It was a four way contender for uh Eddie Kingston's whatever title he has, the ROH. The ROH, yeah, the ROH. So it was Commander uh, Penta, uh, damn it, who's the other? Oh, uh, Lince Dorado appearance. Nice debut. Yeah, and he was, you know, I always kind of worry about him because you don't see him for long periods of time. You go, oh, it might be time that he starts slowing down. No, he he was laying it in. He was doing dives. He did like a beautiful moonsault. I was like, okay, he still got it. And Lindsay then, was a bright spot of a lot of the uh, indie shows me and Bert have gone to. It's like, uh, a lot of Florida guys. And it's like, oh, okay, they got Lindsay, whatever, that's fine. But then he'd end up doing like some cool shit, you know? Yeah, he still got it. And then, yeah. unfortunately, they also added uh, Johnny TV to the match for reasons. Oh, I love Johnny TV now, man. He's uh, part of the Q crew. I mean, I don't He's hey, also has got Harley Cameron. He's also a local guy too. He was actually trained in Supreme Pro Wrestling in Sacramento. Mm, and he can't he be went, mad. Yeah, so I should, I should appreciate him more, but uh, I don't know. He's fine. He's not. <laughs> you know, he's pushing what he's in, probably in his mid forties by now. He, he, what do you mean? He looks every bit of a twenty year old as any of us. <laughs> But, He's you got know, those rhinestones. Those all cool I'm glasses. saying is, he and I are probably roughly the same age, and I have to get up twice a night to take a piss, so I can't imagine what he's going through. <laughs> oh God! So, uh, yeah, and then you know th- that was over. And uh, gentlemen, I regret to inform you, there were no ROH tapings, so we got no. home. And, no, I Bullshit! Was, I was Bullshit. in bed by ten o'clock. It was a beautiful night. What and the best part, shit. the absolute best part for me, well, there was two things. Number one, I used a sick day instead of a vacation day to Ooh. go do this uh, because uh, work is denying everyone's uh, vacation time. So I just said, oh, fuck you, then I'll just call in sick. What are you going to do about it, cuck? Ah. And the, the absolute topper to the evening is uh, Uncle Howard and I were, as we're walking out, like, Stockton has these like hot dog carts that just pop up randomly. 
that serve Mexican hot dogs for like these gigantic hot dogs that are wrapped in bacon and they you know cook all the veggies right there in front of you and we're like oh man we should totally get one of those but I was like uh nah let's just get home we it's getting late, and as we're walking, uh, Howard is in the middle of this story, and I wish I could remember what it was, but he was very intently telling the story, and we're walking up to this car where I look and I see Jay White wearing a baseball hat and glasses, and Juice Robinson wearing a hoodie, trying to cram a metric ton of luggage into the back of an Uber. And, <laughs> and I go like I just go look and Howard keeps talking I go look look and I'm like motioning with my head because I don't want to point yeah because everyone's literally just walking by them not blowing up their spot and then we get like finally we get like 15 feet away and I go look it's Bullet Club and he like stops he's like oh holy shit yeah. So we just kind of like, we like move away from them because we're like walking way too, like, you know, just walking, like walking past a regular person. Yeah. So we're like, oh shit, we need to give them space. So we create this like bubble around them and we'll like walk around them. And like at one point, the Uber driver goes, I don't think this is going to fit. And then I was not prepared to hear Juice Robinson's normal voice. <laughs> he goes, oh, that's fine. I'll just hold that on my lap. And I was like, oh my God, he has a normal voice. <laughs> and like we get to the to the crosswalk and then like a bunch of people are looking over there like one guy goes oh fuck that's bullet club it was like we just walked right by them it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying so hard to fit so much luggage into like the back of like a like a hyundai santa fe or something like a that's toyota highlander they're just cramming shit like you can tell they came straight from seattle had all their luggage, and they're just like, dude, I just want to get home. <laughs> Poor guys, you know. It's a lot of a lot of gear, a lot of I mean, I don't know. You just kind of gotta find a ways to minimize that shit, you know? Yeah. So uh the the big unk and I were looking at the calendar, seeing uh what our next show could be, and uh about an hour away on the 29th is a lucha show. That is headlined by Jacob Fatu and Andrade teaming up against L.A. Park and L.A. Park Jr. Oh, shit. Might see part two of a, a ref getting a cold water bottle poured down their pants. <laughs> Yo, um, L.A. Park is like super stiff like on these shows, man. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking I, wide, too. And there is no way in hell that Jacob Fatu or Andrade are willing to take that pin. Fuck no. Fuck no. Okay, it's a three-way? No, it's a tag match. Oh, it's a tag match. Okay. Fatu and Andrade versus L.A. Park and L.A. Park Jr. And El Hijo yeah. del L.A. Park is also on the card. Okay. Well, Harpo, get... do you get L.A. Park a lot over there? No. Um, I would say maybe once every two or three years. Because I'm curious, uh, frankly, you remember when we saw him? He pointed at his crotch a lot, I feel, right? Yeah, he was pointing directly at his dick a lot throughout that MLW show we went to. Like, he wanted to bring focus to that shit. Like, he kept doing it. He pointed so much, like, he was upset at someone. (laughs) Yeah, like, there was, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I mean, 
essentially saying suck my dick, right? Like that's essentially Yeah. yeah. Bless him. Uh, Bless him. the last time Howard saw him live, he got canceled, so who knows? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I remember that. He got canceled oh, by a bunch of nerds from Bungie. We're just not happy that he like beat up a ref, right? Yeah, and he had like what was it? Their shirt. He said like Howard said they had like they made their own shirts that were fashioned after a Bullet Club that just said Bungie Club. I was like, oh fuck those guys, fucking nerds. I'm not familiar with them, but they're doing the a company Bullet Club that character. made Halo. Okay. Oh, Bungie game developer got gotcha. yeah, a bunch of fucking nerds got L.A. Park canceled from defy wow he won't work in front of 200 strong in seattle no more <laughs> yeah that back to triple mania for him oh i did like that some of our uh predictions of wrestle dream came true yeah the edge <laughs> yeah three e's three e's the edge hell yeah luke <laughs> brian didn't get hurt no yeah, we called it. We called yeah. it the righteous one, sort of. <laughs> you know, it'll, it's, from a certain point of view. They got a payday. Us. That's a win for them. Hey, <laughs> hell yeah, brother. Oh, man. Shibata taking power bombs. I don't ever need to see that again. Like, no. I can't. Every time he takes a bump, he only took four bumps in that match. I was counting. And every time he took a bump, I just cringed. I'm like, oh. I don't think I'll ever get past that. Why do all the ROH titles? I like the design, but they all look the same. They're yes. all identical. They're, they're they're all silver, so you know it's second class, right? They're and, they're, yeah. they're silver and roughly the same size too. The world championship is slightly bigger, but like you need a magnifying glass to like really like. There's no difference, none. Joe's title might as well be the world title. I did like the uh, Kingpin Joe promo that they showed where he's just like having a Don Draper, smoking a cigar. I was like, oh, that's cool. He wasn't wearing a tie, so you know he's not uptight. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Harpo, I don't know if like it came on your guys' end because it was live, but we got to see the Roddy and Adam Cole promo twice on TV. Oh, yeah. The first time without sound. We got sound, like, uh, I could hear the sound, but it sounded like they were playing what the uh, live audience was hearing, because we could hear reactions. Uh, yeah, the Justin Roberts came out and was explaining that to us, so he's like, hey, anybody from Stockton? You know, just, like, work in the crowd. He's, like, reading <laughs> people's signs. It's like, oh, okay, John 316, all right? And then he's like, oh, oh, look. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another Bible verse. (laughs) There was a guy that had a shirt that said, Jesus is coming soon. And like we're walking by him and I heard some guy going, hey, motherfucker, you've been saying that shit for 2,000 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At this point, man, call it in, man. You're doing that Jesus, uh, he's coming kind of stuff. What a like yeah. liberty, like to get to just have the afternoon off to be able to do that. It was just a wild crowd, man. It was like there was like oh uh, the Hobbs beatdown of Omega happened right by us. 
but before we could even get out of our seats, like 50,000 chuds crowded the rail. Naturally. That was our uh, shot. That was our uh, chance. Well, what about when Wardlow left through the fans? Oh, that was on the other side, unfortunately. Oh, Howard, like, go right behind him. It's okay. I'm his friend. Uh, dude, our seats were awesome. It was like they look good. You guys yeah, have we, some dope seats. Can you imagine that security stops him like, "Hey, I'm a warlord, man. I'm his buddy. <laughs> uh, make sure he's okay. He looks upset." <laughs> look, do you want a pissed off warlord? Because if not, you need to let me back there. <laughs> that was so awesome. See, just absolutely murder Griff Garrison, who, like, as Franklin pointed out in the chat. Making his 2023 debut in October. Hell yeah! Wasn't injured. Wasn't injured. <laughs> wasn't injured. It's like, oh, we both, the commenters are like we've seen a lot of him in our ROH lately. It's like, oh, he reeks of Pillman. You can see, you can see, like he was the only one from that stable that, like, when Julia left the House of Black, he's like, fuck, I'm stuck. He's like, like this guy. And then they <laughs> like, released Brian good. Pillman. He's like, damn it, now I'm really fucked. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't good oh but no no more letterman's jacket either he's lost his spirit he's lost his varsity spot yeah, wait they was... were cucked right they lost the varsity name yeah because julia was like a legit cheerleader and those two dorks didn't do anything well yeah pillman never played no sports but they lost the varsity name to like uh, a jobber tag team of like tony niece and uh josh woods oh yeah the, the oh, varsity shit. athletes so they took their they took they took their name. It was, yeah, it was Tony Nice and who was the other guy? I think it was uh, Josh, Josh Alexander or Josh Woods. Yeah, yes, not yes, Josh yes. Alexander. That's another jobber guy. Not not James Woods. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not James Earl Jones. No, no. Ah uh, man, I mean, uh, not much. I think uh, full gears coming up. You're not going to go to the Kia Forum for that. No, no, we shall not. No, fair enough. That's a long drive, dude. That's in LA. That's like, conservatively speaking, probably like an eight or nine hour drive. That's how big California is. Or California like is a... fucking long, dude. Florida's long too, man. But or it's like shit. a forty-five minute flight. As someone who's done both uh, drives in Cali and Florida, California, a, a three-hour California car ride is like a one hour florida riders just like more shit to see when you're driving in cali oh no the traffic's worse there i get it you know yeah. it's definitely definitely it's scenic worse. though like that now give yeah. that there ain't shit to see in florida no dude. no no the mountains and all that shit that's beautiful like that's dope that's a nice ride florida there ain't shit to fucking look at not you even like a, a there's thing. not a good coastal drive in florida Dude, hell no <laughs> fuck no not on the highway yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, we got like, we have yeah. like Pacific Coast Highway. We have like we have a couple that like you know just run the from Oregon all the way down to L.A. Sounds lovely. They don't got that in Florida though, my friend. Uh, right to sucks. say. Well, that's yeah. the first bad thing I've ever heard about Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you oh know, wait, I'm curious. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was saying, you know, I'm hearing more about Stockton. There's a, there's a few more patches in California that don't fucking sound that everything's so, like, fucking surfs up, brother. It doesn't sound all that all fucking dope there. Oh, yeah, no, dude, the majority of the population doesn't live, like, anywhere near the ocean. It's like, L.A.'s, like, kind of a 
different because there's like you know parts of la county that touch the ocean and then you've got like you know san francisco and oakland that are like right on the you know the the edge there but eh, most of us all live inland there's like a lot more sacramentos and stocktons and bakersfields and fresnos and there are you know coastal living but you know <laughs> it is what it is that's fair yeah, you're so, talking like a clown right now yeah I, ah, sorry so harpo i got i gotta know because you're privy to a certain thing that only if you attended the aw live show what did justin roberts come out to oh shit i don't think he came out to anything no like i like think the- like the few times like we've been, like I remember he's come up to the police academy music. He's also <laughs> yes. come out to the Golden Girls entrance, which was fucking dope. Um, yeah, you know, I think we were getting our drinks when he because we came back in and he was in the ring. He came out to like I think uh well I don't know they played in, what's it breathe in breathe out and fucking uh was it Machine Head? Uh yeah, they made uh he made uh John the technician get in the ring or bob the technician get it in sacramento he actually made him take his shirt off and like it was that's humiliating it's, it's like, like he's like the yeah, person. he's this older guy who's like probably in his 50s who's definitely should not be taking his shirt off in public but in uh stockton he got like a solid bob chant going and he would like <laughs> every time he'd get bob in the ring like people would chant for him it was pretty cool and you see, like, little shit like that that humanizes wrestling is why AW Live is a completely different experience than WWE Live, man. Totally. Completely. Yeah. I mean, WWE Live is, like, just, like... I think the house shows for WWE are probably fine enough. I, I think those are probably, you know, more or less good. I mean, it's not... But the TV, like, for a, a Raw or SmackDown, that shit's fucking painful. That yeah. shit's fucking painful. It's, that feels like being a studio audience. Yeah, no, it's it's just like so homogenized and like you know, it's like a conveyor belt. Yeah, it's just like they're just we saw. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's like what uh, Howard and I. I think it was a couple years ago. We went. I think it was a raw taping, and it was like right before they were going to go to Saudi Arabia for one of their Blood Money shows, and. uh yeah, it was like it was jarring going from like you know our little shit shithole indie to like watching. It'd been a long time since I've been to a WWE show ever since uh, WrestleMania in uh, in Santa Clara, and it was jarring how like just completely bland it was. It was it was just boring. It was just boring like that. Was the same for our, our SmackDown, bro. We did have Ricochet and Sami Zayn, but it was like a TV match. Like it was fun, and then it like that. After that, it was like nothing. I think there's like Ridge Holland had a fucking match. Uh, there's like a, a there's like some weird propaganda video of like like Miz going with his dad to like play golf or something like that. Do you remember that? Yes. Movie? Yes. <laughs> And it was one of those uh, bait and switch things for TV where they're like, oh, Ronda Rousey makes her SmackDown return. And it was like the most boring shit, like a tag or something. It was a squad. It was her against uh, Shayna Baszler. And uh, I don't remember much of it. I mean, I don't remember shit aside from uh, Ricochet and Sammy putting in some work. I remember New Day was like, 
had a got a jobber entrance situation and that was yeah they they got the entrance where they cut to commercial like as soon as they get to the ring and they didn't do a fucking thing new day who can work a crowd didn't do anything during the commercial break i think they got oh they destroyed the car of like the 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 british blokes uh the brawling brutes brawling brutes we all said three different things that could have all been true (laughs) (laughs) yeah when howard and i went it was since it was right before the saudi arabia show they were like oh shit we gotta start all these guys that the the saudis want to see so it was like mustafa ali hadn't been on tv in months and all of a sudden he was in like the main event and it was like anybody that was middle eastern or Indian was all of a sudden on TV. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I, the I most, don't get WWE. The cruelest thing they did to us was our truce music hits. No, and he, and he comes out on stage. I was like, oh shit, we're gonna get to scream what's up before it gets to the lyrics. They cut his music, <laughs> and he didn't even wrestle. He sent somebody else out to wrestle for him because he said he was hurt. <laughs> You poor soul. You so, poor yeah. soul. You're good. So what are they what are they gonna do for the Saudi shows now that they release Mansoor and they released Ali? Like no, they, they yeah. want Yokozuna, they want fucking I mean Luger uh, Kane Velasquez again. I love how they had to explain to them that like, no, the, actually half these people are dead. <laughs> what are these what guys about, is in a wheelchair? What about that TKO guy that on the podcast wanted Tess to come back? Oh, that was Bill Simmons. That was Bill Simmons. Uh, uh, Bill, oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bill Simmons. Who should know better? Bill Simmons is wrong about so much shit. He should be used to it by now. <laughs> He's like, hey, why don't you get Stephanie uh, hook up with Test? It's like, oh, Test is, uh, he passed away. It's like, oh. You know what that tells you? Like, he hasn't watched a product since that storyline was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Bill Simmons. Uh, I got no heat with him, though. He's a uh, he's he's a uh, shouted out night openings before, so no heat. Even though he's a Boston guy, so he's you know a dumb dumb. Nonetheless, all right. So, uh, do we have anything else for a final second, guys? Or no, I think we're good. You think we're good? Well done. I didn't check your notes beforehand. I apologize. Oh, we had the Loki premiere. Okay, I mean quick. I have not watched it. Spoiler alert. So I will go on mute. (laughs) Okay. No, no, no. It was fine. fine. Uh, I'll just say it was fine. That's fine. I'll just leave it at that. It was dope. Like, I I ain't mad at it. Uh, I'm glad it's back. I'm glad it's back, too. It definitely definitely needed. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, then, in that case, if there's no no parting words, you know, uh, there's nobody has any parting words. Bert, Harpo. Tip your mailman. Tip your mailman. I like that. <laughs> and your mechanic. That's right. Victory. And the unemployed. <laughs> <laughs>